Welcome to the SLN Podcast, where your hosts interview top industry influencers and break down the latest trends in sports, fitness, fashion, and innovation. The SLN Podcast is on now. The second Fitness and Active Brand Summit is being held virtually this year and is the premier networking event bringing together connected fitness brands who are scaling with investors who are also moving in this rapidly growing space. This year, the content is also focusing on supporting fitness businesses with their hybrid and digital strategies, featuring panels and deep dive breakout discussions. There are over 40 incredible executive level speakers from Equinox Media, Les Mills, Tonal, Aptiv, Lightboxer, Orange Theory, and many more. If you are a connected fitness founder, scaling your business, or a fitness operator navigating the impacts of the pandemic, don't miss this year's Fitness and Active Brands Summit. Welcome back to the SLN Podcast. I'm John Peters. My guest today is Jean-Michel Fournier, the CEO of Les Mills Media. Jean-Michel is no stranger to health and technology, as he's held senior roles with companies like HP, GE, United Health, and even founding a successful startup, BitGym. Jean-Michel spoke about the consumerization of fitness and how his company is serving its communities through rich and engaging content. Jean-Michel also teased who he will be sharing the stage with at the up-and-coming Fitness and Active Brand Summit next month. So be sure to register for that today to hear from leaders like Jean-Michel and fitness. Let's get to the interview. Jean-Michel Fournier, how's my French? Oh, very good, actually. <laughs> I was practicing all morning for that. Uh, it's, it's good to see you. Thank you for, for joining the Sport Lifestyle Network podcast. Uh, how, are, how are you today? I'm amazing. It's sunny outside. It's not smoky in California anymore. And uh, the air quality is very good, so we feel great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm glad all is well, especially in this crazy 2020, I think has been the craziest year of, of many people's lives and especially the fitness industry. And we're going to talk all about the reason why. And And I'd love to start, you know, Les Mills is uh, obviously a leader in this space. And in some ways, it was like you guys were prepared for COVID with all the content and programming that you have been doing for, for I guess, 50 years now. Um, can you just talk a little bit about the state of play today and and kind of, you know, I was listening to an interview in May that you did with Forbes and there were several trends that you highlighted, which we'll talk about. Um, and, but maybe just how, what have you learned since that interview in terms of connection with the customer and, and really the the spot that Les Mills plays in the industry today? Yeah, that that's a very good uh, question, John. Uh, for us at Les Mills, as you know, we are the, uh, the leading platform in group exercise fitness uh, worldwide. And actually, we've been in this COVID situation since the beginning of the year because uh, we have a pretty big organization in China uh, and uh, it started over there. And since January, it's been clearly a roller coaster uh, where we've been impacted with the fitness clubs around the world being uh, closed, reopening, closed again, uh, and so on and so forth. At the same time, what we've seen is uh, our digital platforms, they just exploded. Uh, A lot of interest for our amazing uh, video content. As you know, we have 20 uh, fitness programs from Body Pump, which is purely strength, to cycling, to um, uh, yoga type of uh, programs with uh, uh, body balance. Uh, and uh, uh, people have been really jumping on it and exercising more 
uh, outside of their uh, fitness club uh, and starting to really uh, organize uh, their exercise routine at home. Um, so a lo lot of evolutions also in, uh, uh, in fitness uh, to, to, to your question, uh, connection is, is critical. And uh, what uh, people have been missing, they've been craving has been the connection with their uh, personal trainer, with their fitness instructor, connecting uh, with the energy uh, of a, a fitness uh, structure. And they had to, in some ways, to relearn about how to exercise differently and to adapt to the situation. So you have pretty much two groups. You have one group uh, of, let's call them the, the fitness passionate or the fitness fanatics uh, where very quickly they adapted very quickly to the situation and they've been able to create uh, an exercise, a safe environment to be able to continue to exercise uh, outside of the fitness club uh, and at home. And you have the other group where they are struggling. They are still trying to figure it out. A lot of stress. Uh, they are uh, stuck. Uh, a lot of stress because they have the kids that are not going to school. They have to do homeschooling, uh, work. They have to do video call for eight to 10 hours a day. Um, and they are not taking care of themselves. Uh, and this group, we need to continue to help them to be sure we provide a maximum uh, service to help them to go back to their routine and uh, uh, exercise on a regular basis. Yeah, and I'd, I'd love, you know, for our listeners that don't know, uh, like I said, you guys are a storied brand, been around, you know, for years. There are roughly 7 million weekly active users, or that's what the number was before. Maybe it's higher. Um, over 140,000 certified instructors as well. And you're responsible for overseeing the, you know, entire, essentially PL business for the media side and the entire B2B video on demand, which is, is super important right now. Um, can you just talk a little bit about, since we're talking about connection, I'd love your thoughts around the role you guys are playing in connecting both the instructors and consumers and the difference that's making in their lives. That has to be a pretty impactful uh, job, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And for us, it was um, uh, qu qu quite a change um, because, uh, you know, we are in 25,000 uh, fitness clubs around the world. And for us, the connect connection is pretty easy. Uh, we have uh, fitness instructors, amazing fitness instructors who are trained and certified on Les Mills fitness programs, uh, and they teach a class um, and, and they connect naturally. And part of our, our, of our certification process is really to teach our instructor to connect better with their members. But now that we are at home and most of the clubs are closing, opening, closing, uh, we had to, like I said, really adapt to the situation and uh, creating this connection, uh, leveraging uh, digital capabilities. So live streaming has been the number one. So how do we do better live streaming uh, and in a quality environment as well, uh, leveraging existing platform. It could be a, a Facebook Live. It could be a, a, a Zoom uh, type of platform uh, and so on and so forth to be able to, for the instructor to continue to have this connection uh, with the members. And, and coaching for us is, uh, you know, has been uh, critical. So we need to continue to invest in coaching uh, and we need to help our um, our users uh, to to really uh, you know uh, continue to uh, adapt their behavior 
uh, and feeling accountable uh, through an exercise routine and you know exactly what you need to do, what you need to do and when you need to do it uh, is very important for to support this routine. And the last one is community. Uh, we invested significantly into our communities uh, where people, they feel supported. Uh, it's very, a very safe and private environment where people, they can really share their emotion uh, and they can really get the support that they need uh, to go through uh, this difficult time. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, I'd love to kind of talk a little bit more about something you said in, in, in a recent interview around uh, the long tail of, of content. And like I said before, you guys have, you know, over a hundred and I think it was a 40,000 instructors. Um, anything that you've learned or that you've been surprised by in terms of content creation? And uh, can you just talk a little bit more about what you meant with the long tail of content and fitness? Yeah, for, for us, for us is, uh, number one, diversity uh, uh, has been more critical than ever, is how do you create a very um, diversified content uh, where people are able to really, through their journey, um, be able to, to, to touch uh, from a strength point of view, from a, a high interval uh, point of view to uh, uh, stretching and so on and so forth. So for us, that's been... Uh, uh, a very important element, and people really, really enjoy the diversity of the uh, the Les Mills content. That's number one. Number two has been we we launched the United campaign, and uh, where we had to learn to film differently, uh, because the way we film at Les Mills our content, you're going to have six, seven cameras, you're going to have fifty crew members who are here to manage the, the sound uh, with the sound engineers to manage the light and so on and so forth. So it's a very heavy-duty environment um, to be sure that we provide a very, very high-quality uh, video content. Um, well, during the lockdown, as you can imagine, it's more difficult. And what we had to do is how do we leverage um, uh, the strength of our instructor even filming just with, with iPhones. And all around the world, people were filming together to be able to create one and unique content around our United campaign. And it's been amazing uh, because you see the connection uh, when now you train on the videos, the United videos, uh, and you're able to feel this engagement uh, uh, across you know, multiple uh, trainers. Um, Content also is, is really around uh, telling a story. Uh, and what we see specifically around body pump, we see more and more people being uh, engaged and passionate uh, by our program directors. Uh, and, uh, and, and for us, is we continue to really focus on uh, telling a story to be sure people are um, very engaged uh, in the programs supported by music. Music for us is very important. Uh, and actually, we the creation of our content starts with music. So people, when they uh, engage with our content, they love uh, the, the music that's being selected uh, during, uh, during their workout. Yeah, I'm just so curious. I'd love your thoughts on, you know, right now we can obviously just use iPhones. Uh, consumer behavior is changing today and it will continue to change around the expectation of the quality of the content. And so if the iPhone today is good enough for production, um, what do you think about, you know, going back to the high-end production where the, the costs can really add up? Any, any thoughts there? 
It's a very good uh, question, John. And uh, actually, I don't have the answer. We are still in the in the middle of experimenting uh, and and testing the uh, the level of quality. So far, uh, we've been uh, very positively surprised. Uh, what the quality is 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 good, not as good as a full uh, production uh, set for sure. Um, but you can still do a lot uh, with less. Uh, with an iPhone, uh, it's still quite a lot of organization in terms of um, uh, pre and post production. Uh, the editing is way more work for sure. Um, uh, however, it's it's doing. Uh, uh, most of the work uh, right now. So for us, we still believe that um, when you have um, the right level of setting, uh, of video production setting, uh, you are able to capture better the emotion. Uh, and, uh, and you have videos who are filmed without emotion versus a video where you really are able to communicate the emotion uh, and the difference is quite quite significant. Uh, so so let's see how it evolves. Uh, but uh, for us, we we want to do both, and I think both will survive together. Where you're going to have more a hybrid model, uh, where we'll be able to leverage uh, iPhone or phones uh, cameras capability with a high set uh, a video production. Yeah, it's so interesting that you said that and the hybrid approach, because I feel like that's what's going to be true of gyms when they come back online at 100%, where consumers, it's it's a lot actually like e-commerce, in my opinion. So, you know, for many years, people refused to be on Amazon. That's obviously changed. And now people order products via Instagram, Shopify, Amazon, or Walmart, or wherever. The, the modalities are all all different and the customers have the choice. And I feel like that's happening at the gym space right now before our eyes and largely accelerated because of COVID. Um, so before COVID, there were places like coffee shops where you could do yoga class. And you've talked a lot about this. I, I It's funny, we were talking before, I kind of coined this term omni fitness and just made that up. But you're, you're much more uh, elegant and intelligent around how you called it the consumerization of fitness, which I love. Can you talk a little bit about more of that and how consumers can consume content anywhere? And, and what do you think the future of that looks like? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, we, we are totally on, on the same page here. Um, video on demand, streaming video on demand was already a thing uh, before COVID. Uh, and COVID really accelerated the trend. Um, for the clubs, they are really focusing on, uh, they used to focus really on, on their four walls. Is how do you provide a high-end experience in the club. Um, and now, due to COVID, they have to rethink their approach to be more member-centric. So I think it's going to be a win-win for the member. It's going to be a win-win for the consumer at the end, where they will be able to access the physical facility with the club and with the club being focused on their well-being, on the member's well-being. And the video content is going to be the right leverage for them to be able able to work out uh, anytime, anywhere. And uh, that's very, very important. On top of that, on top of the, the physicality and the digital capability is this 
connection that uh, we've been talking about. And you start to see more and more coaching personal trainers who now are able to really help the members, help the, uh, the, the consumers to be sure that they feel accountable, that they know what they are doing, that they have the right level in instruction wherever they are. And that's, I think, it's going to be a big change um, uh, in the future. So I, I'd love to pivot a little bit and ask you about the current landscape of, of the market today. And with all due respect to my friends at Hydro and Lightboxer and some of the other interviews we've had, it kind of feels a little bit like Les Mills was leading the way starting 50 years ago. And you guys have been on this content-driven journey, and now we're seeing companies like Zwift and Strava and Tonal, you know, Peloton, obviously, they're all, you know, becoming media companies in a lot of ways. And and recently, as well as, you know, Apple and their launch into fitness. So uh, maybe a two-part question. One, does it feel good to be early? <laughs> and two, I'd love your thoughts on on the competitors now in the space. And, and is it, it's probably more validation than it is uh, competition in some ways, right? Oh, absolutely. So we, we need we need more competition, uh, John. It's very, very important. I don't know if you've seen the the last uh, uh, survey uh, from uh, the, the the health government uh, regarding obesity. Uh, obesity in the U.S. is still increasing. More than forty percent of adults are overweight or obese. So we, we need we need we need we need more. We need we need more solutions here. Our mission at Les Mills is how do we fight obesity. Uh, and uh, Philip Mills, uh, the founder of Les Mills, has been working on that for the last 50 years to make fitness fun, engaging, uh, and really made a difference. And now we need to continue and we need to innovate. So for us, innovation is very, very important. Um, you talked about the integrated solution where they have uh, a piece of hardware. It could be a bike. It could be a treadmill. It could be something else with content. Uh, digital content with great communities and a great engagement. And for us is what, what we are doing now. We are uh, really working on the integrated fitness capabilities to be able to continue to provide this experience uh, for our members. Um, but at the end, uh, for Les Mills, we are a content creator. What we do is creating amazing content with amazing music, with amazing trainers. And uh, we, we are seeing a lot of uh, companies that you could name as potential competitors who are actually partners, that they want to partner with us to be able to, be able to leverage our content uh, and uh, you know, working together to provide the best experience uh, for the consumer. Yeah, and maybe we'll get you out of here with two more questions. One, as a follow-up to what you just said, I, I you know, with my uh, previous job at the Sports and Fitness Industry Association, they they talk a lot about, you know, obviously the obesity pandemic, but but more specific, they really focus on the inactivity pandemic. And I, I would, you know, I know you said this in May. I listened to one of your interviews around the huge problem. I'm I'm I'd love your thoughts on the acceleration of that problem, obviously with kids at home, not in school, playing esports, and and you know the last SFIA survey, uh, Sports Fitness Industry Association survey said uh, almost thirty percent of Americans did not do a single sport or activity all year. Um, how do we correct that? And I know you guys are obviously doing a lot in that space, but how do we how do we try to get more families involved? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a very it's a very good question, and and for us, we are working on it every day. Um, is, is how do you create an experience where um, it's going to be fun and engaging? Uh, uh, you know, when you use the word workout, it's work, and it it doesn't it doesn't sound fun, and you just don't want to do it. So, how do we create in the industry the experience? How do we leverage gamification? How do we leverage connected fitness? How do we leverage coaching and capabilities around uh, instruction uh, to be sure that people feel uh, better engaged? But also, how do you get to the mass market? Um, when we talked about the integrated fitness, well, if, you're, if you cannot afford to put three, $4,000 on a piece of equipment, well, you don't have access to it. So how do we create, how do we continue to democratize coaching? How we continue to democratize fitness to be sure people have a good understanding about what they can do? And sometimes uh, fitness is, is an exercising is not just buying a very expensive piece of equipment. Sometimes it's very simple. Just go for a walk. Just go for a hike. Uh, your parents, just go with your family and your kids for a hike. Uh, if you can. And that's, that's sometimes simple things where you get uh, the best result. And for us, we are pushing for that. We are pushing for people to exercise more, but at the same time to connect better with their own family or their own environment. Yeah, I love that. Kind of thinking of it as growing the overall pie uh, for for consumers and and obviously other B two B players and and partners of yours, so I absolutely love that. Um, you know, w- one of the reasons we're, we're talking today is uh, I believe it's November tenth um, uh, that the Casaco uh, Group is putting on the Fitness and Active Brands Summit. Uh, and the Sport Lifestyle Network uh, here today was is honored to be the their media partner. And uh, part of what I, I'd love to hear as a closing thought is is what we can expect to hear from you um, at that. Well, it'll be a virtual event, obviously, uh, headlined by a lot of investors and and obviously CEO executives like yourself. And I believe you're on the executive panel talking about uh, the future of fitness and some of these other things that we're talking about here today. Um, but you know, what could our listeners expect uh, from you there, and and maybe share a little bit if if, if you can or want to talk about um, who who you'll be sharing the stage with as well. Yeah, so I'm very excited to to be part of the fitness and active brand uh, summit. Uh, uh, so it's on November 10 and 11th, and uh, the 17th uh, and 18th of November, uh, and we're going to really focus on you know accelerating growth talking about the investment in the omni-channel fitness boom, uh, like you we, we you were referring to, um, and really looking at uh, omni-channel strategy and what does that mean for uh, for the consumer? What, what does that mean for, for the industry? Uh, so we're going to have some uh, 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 part of the panel uh, during the event. Uh, we have uh, great speakers. Uh, we have uh, Tono. We have uh, Equinox will be there, um, uh, and a bunch of others. So pretty exciting to be part of this event. It's a pretty impressive event, actually. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. And they even, you know, welcomed me back from being on stage last year, so I, I didn't mess up too much. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to speaking at that with you, and 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 really looking forward to practicing my accent one more time. So, Jean Michel. Fournier, thank you Man, so much. Good. 
<laughs> thank you so much for joining us today, man. Um, I look forward to seeing you virtually at that event and, and maybe we'll do a post interview with, uh, from the summit. So thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, John. Really appreciate it. Thank you to our guests and sponsors. Without them, there would be no Sport Lifestyle Network. If you're listening via Apple Podcast or Spotify, be sure to rate us and subscribe. For more podcasts and to sign up for the newsletter, go to sportlifestylenetwork.com. Again, sportlifestylenetwork.com. Until next time, play hard or at least look good doing it.